Hey, uh, welcome to Holy Shit, this is Dan Taylor. Thank you so much for being here for the Adult Bible Study Podcast. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different today. Um, there are no guests, first of all. Um, I love guests, but they are sometimes hard to book, and uh, I am not necessarily good at it. So uh, I might be jigging the format a little bit, where we'll have every second week guests uh, to talk through the story and have some fun that way. And then the other shows will just be a shorter version of me just telling a Bible story. And then we can all discuss it together on the social medias, um, all of our uh, weird friends and family. So uh, I would, uh, if you have an opinion on that, please get at me at, uh, at Dan Taylor Talks on any of the social medias, uh, except LinkedIn. I don't come to me on LinkedIn because it's frightening to me. I don't really go there. Um, but um, this episode is going to be a little bit different because uh, there is a news story happening in my city that has direct biblical implications. Uh, and the Bible ought to have direct implications on it. And um, so the way that this episode is going to work, because I'm fired up, is I'm going to tell you the news story that's going on from my best research. Uh, then we're going to, I'm going to tell you a couple of things from the Bible, uh, and, um, draw some conclusions. Um, and, and this is important because, uh, it has to do with how we actually read the Bible, how we actually live the Bible out, especially for those of us who say that we're Christians. And, um, for those of us, for those of you who aren't Christians or have a little interest in the Bible, this has to do with the standards to which, you ought to be able to hold those of us who claim to follow Jesus and the Bible. So um, I hope that this has something for everybody. And if you hang around, you're probably going to hear me get really mad and, and ranty. So if you're into that, um, then then this might be fun for you. So um, here's the news story. Uh, Habitat for Humanity is an international organization started by um, uh, a biblical scholar in, in Georgia and made famous by Jimmy Carter, um, who, and their basic premise is that they build people uh, homes who cannot afford homes, people who have been uh, excluded from the housing market. And they don't just build them homes that they live in, that someone else owns. Uh, at the end of the process, they uh, the, the, the person who had been excluded from the housing market now owns the home. It's a, it's a beautiful idea. And I think it imbues people with dignity and grace when done well. And uh, in 20... So there's a chapter of Habitat for Humanity in international in Edmonton. Habitat for Humanity Edmonton is a, uh, a, a sort of a franchisee is probably the easiest way to understand it of Habitat for Humanity International. There is a relationship there, but Habitat for Humanity Edmonton has their own board, their own projects, their own approval processes, uh, their own way of operating separate and independent from Habitat for Humanity International. So these are two separate organizations. But uh, so I will do my best to distinguish between them because this story is specifically about the behavior 
of Habitat for Humanity Edmonton. So in 2017, uh, ground was broken, and President Jimmy Carter was there in Edmonton. Old Jimmy Carter was here in Edmonton breaking ground on Carter Place, which was a, uh, a, a, a housing development that was going to be built by uh, by Habitat for Humanity that was going to make room for multiple families who had been excluded from the housing market. And the way that the that, that Habitat for Humanity traditionally works with their clients and the people who get involved with them is that um, the, the, the future homeowners, um, rather than making a cash down payment, uh, make a, a donation in, in 500 hours of sweat equity, it's called. They have to, to build. Now, if people aren't capable of building, that there, there's other administrative things that they can do. But there's 500 hours of work that they put in uh, in order to cover the down payment for their home. Then once they move into the home, there's a full year where they make payments on the home without being given title on the home. And then after that process is done, the family is then given title on the home. They own it. They are able to sell it. They are able to use it as as collateral to get a small business loan or to get student loans for their for uh, for, for 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 kids. Um, they can do whatever they want with it. It's their house, and that happens at the end of the 500 uh, hours of sweat equity and a full year of payments. That is the deal. And the loans that they are given uh, are are zero interest loans. They still have to pay the rest of the mortgage on the house. They still have to pay that down, but it's a zero interest loan. So 57 families got these homes based on that agreement in 2017. They went through a process, which isn't an easy process by any stretch of the imagination. I know some people who have gone through it, and it's it's a lot of paperwork. You ha- they, there's a lot of things you have to do to qualify. The Habitat for Humanity generally tries to make it as easy as they possibly can, but it's still difficult. It's not it's not it's not an easy thing to do. So. Habitat for Humanity Edmonton, and again, distinguishing between Habitat for Humanity Edmonton and Habitat for Humanity International. Um, Around 2019, uh, before the families were given title on their homes, according to the deal, before they were given title on their homes, Habitat for Humanity Edmonton changed the deal. They said they could no longer afford the original deal that all of these people had signed up for. And now rather than having one mortgage with one interest-free mortgage, that the families were now going to have a split mortgage, 50% which was going to be interest-free and 50% which was going to be through uh, a, a local credit union. Now, already were problematic into a problematic place because I ran this by my children and my nine-year-old is is not cool with changing the boundaries of a deal partway through. Um, but also, what you, no matter what Habitat for Humanity Edmonton would like to, to say, um, the people who, uh, who, before these people could get title on the home that they had done all of the work to qualify for, they had to qualify for a mortgage with the credit union. Now, 
What's frustrating is that Habitat for Humanity Edmonton, because they had been interacting with these people for a long time, know that they are going to have difficulty qualifying for a mortgage. That is why they are with Habitat for Humanity looking for home ownership. Um, but they did this anyway, claiming that, well, if we have this deal, then we're not going to be able to build any more homes. They're apparently $27 million in debt right now, which... I can sympathize with because uh, Habitat for Humanity has gone through an economic downturn uh, over the last few years, as has the city of Edmonton and the province of Alberta. But you know who else went through an economic downturn? Everyone, including those 57 families that they were now expecting to requalify for mortgages that they were ill-equipped to qualify beforehand. Some of these families now had originally qualified with people who were with two parents working. Now some people had been injured or had heart attacks and were on disabilities and now were being denied title on the homes that they had qualified for at the beginning of the deal. So now we are. It's June 2020, middle of a pandemic. And Habitat for Humanity Edmonton has issued eviction notices to some of these folks. There is a class action lawsuit being filed on their behalf against Habitat for Humanity Edmonton. Um, This is a a real big old mess. Um, But just to clarify the simplicity of what we're talking about, Habitat for Humanity International has just recently, on June 25th, released a statement talking about this situation where they completely agreed with the 57 families who are again, who are it, it part of a class action lawsuit against Habitat for Humanity Edmonton. Habitat for Humanity Ed, uh, International said any new mortgage agreements should have gone in for new applicants to the Habitat for Humanity Edmonton program and should not apply to people who had already been involved with the program for the simple basic ethical reason that you do not change the deal on people partway through the deal. It is an unethical thing to do. And not only is it unethical, it's unbiblical. And this is where I jump in because, oh, oh, but let, let, let's back up a little bit. Habitat for Humanity, in case you didn't know, um, is purportedly a Christian organization. They work with people of all faiths, which is good, um, but their background is in biblical scholarship. Their, their background is, is out of church work. And most of their volunteer and their donor bases come from church churches, predominantly evangelical churches, because those churches are the biggest. And I think that that is a beautiful and a good thing. I think it's one of the few things that evangelical churches have done right over the last 30 years. Habitat for Humanity is one thing that we can point to and say, well, at least we didn't fuck that up. Well, Edmonton, we just did. Um... Because the reality is Habitat for Humanity Edmonton isn't just going contrary to to common sense ethics. Habitat for Humanity in Edmonton is going contrary to biblical principles. So if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 25, 
there's one of my favorite passages, which uh, in verse 11, um, which ha- 11 and 12, which has to do with uh, um, genital grabbing during fistfights. Um, that is not the part that we I want you to pay attention to. But Deuteronomy, immediately after the fistfighting genital incidents, in, in verse 13, there's this collection of verses where it says do not have differing weights in your bag one heavy one light do not have different differing measures in your house one large one small you must have accurate and honest weights and measures so that you may live long in the land your lord is giving you for the lord your god detests anyone who does this these things anyone who deals dishonestly so basically this has to deal with weighing out things for agriculture. This has to do with currencies and how much things are worth. If you have two different weights in your bag, that means that you can that you can say that, that, that you can change the parameters of a deal without consulting the person with whom you're making a deal. You're supposed to be fair in your dealings. You're supposed to follow through on your dealings. And the Lord detests anyone. It's very clear in verse 16. Anyone who does these things, anyone who deals dishonestly. And what frustrates me even more about this particular case is that Habitat for Humanity deals specifically with vulnerable people. Often people who come, uh, who are either new to Canada um, and uh, perhaps have difficulty with, with the language or um, have come from traumatic situations um, or, or, or have health issues, have uh, certainly have financial issues, certainly have access to lawyer issues. Habitat for Humanity Edmonton is completely in the power seat in this situation. And they are taking advantage of their power to try and balance their own screwed up books on the backs of 57 families who are literally fatherless and widows. Literally. Families that are on the edge. And this matters because in Exodus chapter... chapter 22 there's rules about how you lend from someone and how you resp- and and how you get paid uh, paid back debts to another people this is interesting so this is Exodus chapter two, uh, 22 uh, verse 25 and I'm not even proof texting here if you lend money to one of my people, among you who is needy, do not treat it like a business deal. Charge no interest. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, return it by sunset, because that cloak is the only covering your neighbor has. What else can they sleep in? When they cry out to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. That would qualify to not evicting people in the middle of a pandemic because you decided to change the rules on their deal. Habitat for Humanity, which purport Edmonton, which purports to be a Christian organization, which certainly goes to churches to draw volunteers and donations, is behaving in a categorically and completely unbiblical manner. And you're hearing me angry, and you're damn right I'm angry. And you should be angry too, because the Bible says that we should be angry. 
So what do we do? Well, one of the things that uh, Habitat for Humanity, Edmonton, said in their own statement about this was that unless we break the deal with these families, then we will no longer be a viable organization to build houses for future families. Well, I think what we need to do as the people of Edmonton is to tell them that if you break the deal with the people that are already here, you will not be viable. We need clergy and pastors of churches in Edmonton to stand up to Habitat for Humanity Edmonton and say, you will not have our volunteers, nor will you have our donations if you continue to defy scripture. We need individual Christians to stand up and say, this is not just, this is not right, this is not okay. You can't change measures partway through a deal because it is convenient for you. It is contrary to what God has said, and you can't put people out on the street in the middle of a pandemic because it's inconvenient. This is the most basic level of justice. And this is what I want to say to my brothers and sisters who claim to follow the Bible and to follow Jesus. If you're not mad now, when are you going to get mad? Because the Bible does a lot of talking about how we ought to treat the disadvantaged. The Bible does a lot, a lot, a lot of talking about how we ought to treat the poor and the needy. And it has a lot of regulation for people in power and how they ought to relate specifically economically and specifically in, ter- in terms of the justice system in relation to, uh, in, in order to protect people without power. And it commands that we stand up on the side of the fatherless and the widow, on behalf of the people who do not qualify for the mortgage system, on behalf of the people who don't have LinkedIn profiles. It requires us to stand up on on behalf of the people who don't have buddies who are judges and lawyers and say, this is not right, this is not okay, and you will not do this with our volunteer hours and our uh, volunteer money. I have been in this city to multiple quote-unquote justice seminars where we talked about biblical justice, where we went to a big suburban church and four to 500 people sat there talking about, uh, listening to people talk about economic justice in Africa, talking about economic justice around the world. And, and, and that is beautiful and good. I'm glad that people are doing work in Burundi. You need to show up in your own city. You need to show up now. You need to get informed now. If if we if you do not stand up now because you feel bad for Habitat for Humanity Edmonton because you don't want to rock the boat because you know you, it makes you feel awkward to stand up to people I never want to hear you talk about justice again. 
And I never want to hear you say another word about the church being a moral voice in this city, in this country, in this world. We have a very easy decision to make right now. We don't even have to side with these families. All we have to do is side with Habitat for Humanity International who is disavowing themselves of their own affiliate and saying, guys, do the right thing. This is a really, really simple way to live it out. And you either live it out or you don't. We either believe the shit that we read on a Sunday or we don't. And if our rubber does not meet the road on this, then I have major questions about our internal destiny. I have major questions about whether or not we're actually Christians and followers of Jesus at all. Because it certainly seems that we're only reading the Bible when it's convenient. Well, so here's the deal. Um... Carter family, uh, Carter Place families have a, a Twitter account. You can follow them. Please follow them. I'll put a link in the in the bio. Um, they will tell you what to do. But the least you can do right now, if you're a pastor, you need to let Habitat for Humanity Edmonton know that unless they get this right, they will not be getting your donations. They will not be getting your volunteers. Your church, your congregation will disavow them and move on. If you were a congregant at a church, you need to lean on your own leadership and your own pastors to say, we need to say something publicly. You need to write your letters and and plug it in and say, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, as someone who has taken the Bible seriously, I will not let you treat people this way in our city. I'm going to stand up on the behalf of the fatherless and the widow in this city. I'm going to stand up on behalf of justice, and I'm not going to allow you to use your power to manipulate and to rob, and this is robbing, to rob from people who have no other options. And if you're unwilling to do that, I think you need to have a serious conversation with God about where you're headed now and for eternity. That's holy shit. We'll have fun next week. (laughs) 